Chapter 24, Moses speaks to the people. Moses has been absent from the camp. Moses was up receiving the further instructions from God after the people had said at the end of chapter 20, we're afraid to hear God speak directly to us. And Moses goes back to the people. And in chapter 24, verse number 3, Moses went to the people and he told the people all the words of God and all the Mishpatim. The Ramban, Nachmanides, suggests that Divrei Hashem, the words of God, refer to what we find at the end of chapter 20. Not to make silver images or, or golden images, the way to serve God with the altar, and those few rules that appear at the end of chapter 20, and all the, the, the laws, that's the beginning of chapter 21, up through and including chapter 23, So Moses tells the people what they don't know, because they haven't heard this from God directly. And when the people hear the further instruction from God, Vayan Kolaam Kolechad Vayomru, the people say is one, one voice. All that God has spoken, everything. We will do Naase. Verse four. Moses got up early in the morning, built an altar made out of 12, 12 pillars, representing the 12 tribes of Israel. And then he sent in verse 5, he dispatched the young men of Israel, they brought burnt offerings, they brought peace offerings. And in verse number 6, Moses took half of the blood. He put them into pails. Half the blood he threw on the altar. The other half he did not throw on the altar. He put them in agonot, basins. He took the book of the covenant. The Torah refers to these rules, 21, 22, 23, as the book of the covenant. He read the book to the people. He had already told them it orally before. Now he writes it down and he speaks to them. And the people said, all that God has spoken, we will do and we will hear. What does Nishma mean? They had said Nase earlier. So there are various interpretations of Nishma, the famous acceptance of the Torah, which is here in chapter 24. It's not in chapter 19, prior to the Ten Commandments. It's in chapter 24. So one interpretation is Naseh. We'll do everything that God tells us to do today. Finishma. We will hear what God will speak to us in the future. There's a, a full commitment of the people, not just to these rules. Because these rules are not all the rules. They're a sample. They represent God's teaching. They represent, as we talked about yesterday, some of the core values of God, what God deeply cares about. God doesn't want Inui, God doesn't want Avdut, God doesn't want Gerut, God's opposed to that, it bothers God. 
Torah presents it in very human terms. So Nasev Nishma, we are fully accepting what you have written down and have read to us. It's a formal procedure over here. It's not just telling them. It's writing it down and it is reading to the people that which is written. And then in the next verse, in verse number 8, Moses took the other, the rest of the blood that he had placed in the basins. Half the blood was thrown on the altar and half the blood he throws upon the people. And Moses said, the blood of the covenant that God has constructed with you concerning all of these things. So the commitment is a commitment that the Torah represents. The depth of the commitment is the blood of the sacrifice. Sacrifices in general are that which represent us. They are our substitution as we will study in the book of Vayikra, in the book of Leviticus, you are committing yourself fully. Heart and soul, body and soul, the full commitment to this covenant. It's a two-sided commitment. God commits to the people, and the people commit to God. It's interesting, this idea of the covenant. Of course, the tablets of the Ten Commandments are called Luchot Habrit, the tablets of the covenant. Nachmanides, the Ramban, has an interesting observation about this code, which the Torah calls Sefer Habrit, the Book of the Covenant. And Nachmanides, the Ramban, points us to a story that appears in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 34. And the story is this. Verse number 8, Hadavar HaShehayel Yirmiyahu Me'et Hashem the Torah is that the uh, story is the word comes to Jeremiah from God after King Tzidkiyahu, one of the last kings of the uh, Judean. Uh, kingdom. He had made a covenant, an agreement with the people in Jerusalem to, that they should release, set free their Hebrew slaves, male and female. No one should keep his fellow Judean enslaved. And when that happens, the Torah says, the book of Jeremiah says, excuse me, in verse number 10 of chapter 34 of Jeremiah, Vayishma'u kol asarim the officials, the people, they heard, and they agreed. By Yishmu means here, not just to hear, they agree, they accept. And they obeyed, and they sent free the male and female slaves. But in verse number 11, they then afterwards, they turned about. After they set them free, they forced them again into slavery. That's the background to the story. And the prophet Jeremiah is instructed by God to go back to the people. And in verse number 13, 
God is unhappy with this, obviously. Ko amar Hashem, Elohi Yisrael, Anochi karati brit et avotechem, biyom hotzi otam, meheretz mitzrayim, ibeit avadim lemar. God said, I made a covenant with the people when I took them out of Egypt, when I freed them from the land of Egypt. Miket sheva shanim, tishalchu ishet achiv, ha'ivri, asheh yimacher lecha, v'avadcha sheh shanim. I made a covenant when I took you out of Egypt that the slaves should be slaves for six years and they should be freed, fully freed, in the seventh year. But you have not, your ancestors your, would not obey me, would not give ear. And you, you yourselves, have turned about and you did what was proper but now you have turned back in verse number 16 you have you have violated you have profaned my name says God the Ramban asked the question where does it ever speak of the fact that the rule of freeing the slave after six years of slavery is a covenant I made a covenant to you when you left the land. I made a covenant. Where's the covenant? So the rabbi explains, that's precisely what our chapter is all about, what our code is all about. V'yela Mishpatim is the first of what we have in our chapter, chapter 24, the book of the covenant. So the rules, the Mishpatim, are not just a set of rules. They're a set of covenantal rules. And this is precisely the connection to the chapter 34 of Jeremiah, and it's very interesting that chapter 34 of Jeremiah is the Haftarah of Mishpatim. So already the connection, the deep connection between the Book of the Covenant on one hand and slavery and freeing the slaves after six years was already understood by the rabbinic tradition which assigned the chapter in Jeremiah to be read in conjunction with the Sidra of Mishpatim, with the covenantal code of the Book of Exodus.